I'm John Carter in Moscow, in Havana, Cuba. Now in Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. I'm John Carter in Petra, right here in communist China, reporting from India. Hi, I'm John Carter in the Solomon Islands. I'm John Carter in Soweto, from El Salvador. I'm John Carter in Sydney, Australia. John Carter will bring us this unique evangelism special. Is it time to quit? Welcome back. This is the second part of the program on the evangelism special. Is it time for us to quit? And during the last segment, I talked about seeing the power of God revealed. I said I believe that the preaching of the gospel was powerfully effective when accompanied by the work of the Holy Spirit. just want to say to the people who are watching on, tele, on the television today around the world, I want to ask you this question. Have you actually felt in your own soul and in your own life the, the mighty power of the Holy Spirit? I believe that public evangelism works because I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. In the last segment, we talked about India, what we saw in India, the tremendous crowds, Hindus, Muslims coming to Christ. But that was the last segment. Now I'm going to take you to PNG or Papua New Guinea. Port Moresby is said to be the most dangerous city in the world. I don't know if that is so. I've been to Africa, lots of dangerous cities in Africa, but they say Port Moresby is possibly the most dangerous city in the world. We hired a big football stadium there. We started with a small crowd of 120,000, 130,000, 140,000 the next night, 150,000. Some people say on the last night we had uh, 200,000 people. I don't know. And they weren't just in this arena here. They went and got in an, another arena down the road and people stood on, on the tops of their cars uh, trying to listen to hear the, the message. We had gang members who came, hundreds, hundreds, maybe thousands of gang members. One night I was preaching on the power of the Spirit of God. Now, people say to me back in Australia, back in America, they look at me like this. Doesn't work, you know. Can't be done. Couldn't spend money on evangelism. Couldn't hire the opera house again because it may have worked back then when we said it wouldn't work then, but it certainly wouldn't work today. Um, but when I preached that night on the Spirit of God, I put up on the, we had these far screens, and we put up on the screens uh, a picture of the white dove representing the Holy Spirit. Just before I came out to preach, now this is a decent audience, isn't it? Before I came out, to, this is an altar call, incidentally. That's not the crowd. What you're seeing there is the altar call. Uh, Pastor Willie G was singing. And then I heard this tremendous roar coming from the audience, a roar like the sound of many waters. Never heard it before. I went out. Willie G was, was pointing up into the heavens uh, and the crowd, everybody, 150,000 or more people standing, pointing up, and they're coming low across the audience is God's truth was a great white dove such as they've never seen in that part of the world before 
when we had the baptism. Thousands baptized out in the ocean. The white dove came in across this congregation and people said, we've seen the glory of God. When I went back to Australia and America, they said, these things don't happen here. You know why they don't happen here? Because of our lack of faith, because of our unbelief, because of our sins, because church people spend more time in politics than they do praising God. And so we saw there, the mighty power of God. 1991, we were called to go to Moscow. Bob Spangler from the General Conference called me and said, we'd like you to be our guinea pig and go and see if it'll work in the Soviet Union. And so and just we went and just down the road from the Kremlin, uh, we hired the, the, palace of, the Palace of Culture. Never seen anything like it. I started preaching there at 10 o'clock in the morning and... Uh, I would finish at half past 10 at night with breaks only for bread and water. When I had altar calls, I had hundreds of of Soviet soldiers, officers march down the front to come to Christ. Couldn't happen here, could it? No, if it doesn't happen here, it's because of our sins. That's why it doesn't happen here. I was preaching hard one night and uh, this is the crowd in the palace. This was the first great evangelistic campaign by a foreigner in the Soviet Union. Glory be to God. As I was preaching one night, preaching hard, all of a sudden I discovered that my translator had stopped speaking. And I turned to look at him. He couldn't talk. He was crying. Then I looked at the audience through the lights and the whole audience, thousands of people all crying. I said, we've never seen anything like this. We've seen the glory and the power of God. I was taken and interviewed on uh, Good Evening Moscow on Soviet television. This is Andrew. He asked me before an audience of uh, 200 million people. He said, tell me, is there a God and how can we get to know God? This was on Soviet television. And then I stood with the television crew on Soviet television and taught them to pray and put my arms around them as they prayed and gave their lives to Jesus. The problem that's happened to the church in the Western world, my friend, is that we have lost our faith in the God of the impossible situation. This is the problem. We've taken the mighty angels that should be flying in the midst of heaven and we pull them down to our level and we've kept them down in the dust. It is our unbelief that the work of God does not go forward with leaps and bounds because God has the power. You hear what I'm telling you today? A lot of people are not going to like this, but the problem is it is the truth and I have truth on my side. In 1995, I've been to Russia, some of you folks know, 49 times. Russia and Ukraine, 49 times. Half the time in winter, half the time in summer. I've spent uh, probably a year in the winters of Siberia and other places. Went to Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. Uh, People came to me and they said, well, you know, it may have happened in Nizhny Novgorod, it may have happened some other places, but it's not going to happen here. 
when we got to the opening meeting, look at this. Here is a crowd they estimated at 100,000 people who couldn't get in. Ukrainian government declared a state of emergency and closed down the railway system to stop the crowds from coming. We had tremendous opposition. Whenever you're doing something for God, you're going to have opposition. If you're not doing, getting opposition, it's because what you're doing is ineffective and you're not worth opposing. So go and think about that one. Uh, we got, these are the crowds inside the Palace of Sport. Uh, people were in danger of people being crushed to death by the crowds. The government then tried to close us down. They threatened me that I could be killed if I did not close the meetings down. I said, go ahead. Do your best. The meetings finished in glory. Uh, we had people who came to us from Chernobyl. They hired a bus to bring people from the villages around Chernobyl with their pastor who was a saint of God. He had courage. Makes most of us in the West look like wimps. Now I'm telling you, I received after we started an official welcome from the Patriarch, that's like the Pope of Ukraine, because his predecessor had dropped dead after he said that John Carter would preach in Ukraine only over his dead body. And this is the man who followed him. This is my friend, Pastor Norman Matiko, who introduced us. We had a great baptism in the Nipa River. And we saw there thousands and thousands and thousands of people baptized. Some say it was the greatest baptism in the history of Ukraine since Vladimir, a thousand years, years ago, baptized Ukraine into the Orthodox faith. So I believe, my friend, in the power of God. In 1992, we went to Nizhny Novgorod. That's the old city of Gorky. It was a closed city since the days of Stalin. It's where Sakharov went, one of my heroes. Not only was he the father of the Soviet bomb, no hero for that, but he was a great patriot and he stood for democracy. And so he was exiled to Nizhny Novgorod once called Gorky. When we started there in 1992, we started, and, and this gentleman here, I just want you to have a look at this. This is the chief of the KGB with some of his staff, General Vladimir. He came to the meetings and he said, please, Pastor Carter, don't forget us. Even we have souls. You know what St. Augustine said, Augustine? Our souls were made for God and they cannot rest until they rest in him. We have a great work, weapon working on our sides. It is the hunger in the souls of men and women. If you don't have that hunger, it's because you're very, very sick spiritually. Rabbi Zachariah said the other night when I was watching him, he said, show me a man who has no shame and I will show you a man or a woman on his way to becoming a monster. 
Ravi Zacharias said, the greatest need in America. You know what it is? Not this hyped up religion where we say, oh, we're so good and we live these rotten lives. He said, the greatest need in America, I would say in Australia, is for a sense of shame. Because you don't come to God until you have shame. And so the KGB came to the meetings. The KGB young men acted as my deacons. We had a baptism down by the river. Here's Danny Shelton and Igor Pespekin. You see some tents here. That was set up by the Russian army. The Russian army acted as my deacons down at the Volga River when we saw thousands and thousands baptized into Christ. So please don't come and tell me it doesn't work. One of the main reasons it doesn't work is because you don't work. Did you get that one? Am I being too subtle? One of the main reasons evangelism doesn't work is because we don't work. So if you go and read the Bible story, read about the apostles, they weren't armchair theologians sitting around talking about esoteric theological subjects. They were out preaching the gospel, sweating and bleeding. That's real Christianity. Then in 1990, we ran a campaign in Los Angeles. It won't work in Los Angeles, I can tell you. It's impossible. People are too bad, too dumb, too wicked. So we hired downtown the Shrine Auditorium. It's one of the biggest auditoriums in North America. It seats 6,600. People said to me, no one's going to come. It's impossible. Won't work. Oh, after a while, you get tired of these people. Pardon my saying this, you get tired of them. How does God feel about them? When people who profess to believe in God, they're professional wet blankets. No, it can't happen. Won't work here. Happens on the world scene. It happens at the local church where you have people running the show too often who have no faith at all except faith that they want to stay in some position in the church. And they fight like Kilkenny cats to get elected back into some church office. And then they say, but no, that, that won't work. Well, at the Shrine Auditorium, had some of the biggest crowds in the history of the Shrine. Had 24,000 people come to the opening. In spite of horrendous LA traffic. I have driven 500,000 miles in LA traffic. God have mercy on my soul. But they came downtown Los Angeles. You know what I think, folks? I think too often the church has lost the reason for its existence. They think the church exists to perpetuate safe, comfortable jobs. The church exists to preach the gospel of Christ. And it's amazing how God gave us money for all of these campaigns. Campaign in India that I showed you last segment cost a million bucks. Where, do, where does a pastor like, like John Carter get a million bucks? A million bucks. We went ahead in faith and at the end of the campaign we had spent a million bucks and we'd raised another million bucks. 
which we put into evangelism. We couldn't buy a church, we couldn't buy a building because we kept putting money into what is important. Now my concept of Christianity is very different to some of yours. Some people say, I want a church which is a nice comfortable club. Well, don't come and work for me because it won't be quiet and it won't be comfortable. Uh, the shrine meetings were closed down by a bunch of liberals thinking they'd finished the work of God, but from that defeat came the Community Adventist Fellowship Church that helped to win 20,000 souls in Russia. They couldn't win them, weren't allowed to win them in Los Angeles. God said, go somewhere else. They won 20,000 in Russia. That's why it says in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. God has got a purpose my friend, you and I had better get out of our rut and get into the purpose of God. Some of us have no idea, I'm afraid, what Christianity is all about. Pardon my saying this. In 1984, when I was senior pastor of the great Warunga Church, which I loved dearly, in Sydney, that was the church at the division where the Sydney Adventist Hospital is, which I personally think is the best hospital in the world. <laughs> Just telling you some of those things. You may not agree with that's okay. Everybody's got the right to be wrong. Now, in 1984, because the church needed it and the church was fighting and they were divided with perfectionism and every other stupidity, we took this bunch of young people to Manila. And over there you see Graham Bradford, my great friend who passed away not very long ago. And there were more members who came but... The people who came with, played in the orchestra, they were not there. And you can see the crowds waiting in Manila to get into the Filipino International Convention Center. Vast crowds inside, vast crowds outside. They would say when I'd finished preaching, please preach again. We've got to let more people in. People are blocking the streets. People said, oh, no, it can't happen. <laughs> How long is the Lord going to put up with us before he replaces us with people who've got some faith? You hear what I'm saying? And then there was El Salvador. I was mighty blessed to go to El Salvador. We hired this great outdoor arena, the biggest football stadium in Central America. And some of them said, oh, it can't happen here. It's impossible, you know. Hear this stuff, it makes you feel like throwing up. The greatest crowds in the history of that arena came to hear the word of God preached. The greatest crowds. Bigger than their grand finals in their football matches. So unbeliever, what are you going to say about that? And this happened also because we had down there a union president whose name was Pastor Abel Pacheco. He said, it can be done, it shall be done, it will be done, God help us. And it happened. In one day there, in this place, we baptized in one day more than 5,000 souls. Time will fail me to tell of Melbourne. We're going to run a little video as I talk here. Sydney. St. Petersburg, Kazan, Volgograd. This is India on the screen now. These are crowds in India. Look at this, folks. 
for crying out loud. People say it can't happen. Even some of the Indians told us, no, it can't happen in India. Happen in Russia, can't happen in India. <laughs> Vast crowds of people as far as the eye could see in India, Hindus and Muslims praising, no, it can't. Hey, it's a wonder the Lord hasn't spewed us out of his mouth. That's the talk of rebellion. That's the talk of Laodicea. That's the talk of weaklings. Look, look at the people coming here to have their babies blessed. Uh, thousands of mothers coming, you know, holding up their babies. Bless my babies. Bless my children. Bless them. bit amazing. Of course, we can't bless anything, but we can bless them in the name of God. And uh, I think we got some more video. I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe we saw it all. Uh, here we go. Oh, oh, here we go. This is now. This is in Petersburg. We hired the biggest auditorium just about in Russia. These are the crowds that came. Have a look at this. These are the people coming for baptism. Sometimes have a hundred pastors in. This is in Kazan, Russia. Hey, it couldn't happen in Russia. I want to tell you today, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. If you've got some faith, these are people being baptized in. This is in front of a Muslim mosque. No. When I showed these pictures, they said, that's dangerous. Do you want to come with us? Oh, no. Do you have faith in God? Yes. No. Come on. Go home. Get some faith. This, these are Russians. This is in Irkutsk. That's in Siberia. I've been there where... All you could see was ice. This is preaching out of doors in Siberia. When we baptized the people there, the water was so cold. These are people coming, I think, to Neprobotrosk. I'm not sure, but somewhere I think this could be in Ukraine. Look, the people are standing everywhere. The problem we faced was that people were got Kharkov in Ukraine. The problem was that people could get crushed to death. Now, I'd be doing a lot more, but I don't have the money. People say, you're a professional evangelist. No, I'm not. I'm a pastor, the same as any other pastor. But I believe the Bible. This is Odessa, down on the Black Sea. Had the biggest crowds, I think, in the history of Odessa. Now here people are coming to get baptized. Goodness me. Thousands and thousands. Zaporozhye, that's the headquarters of... Uh, the Cossacks, oh dear. They tried to run us out of town there, literally run us out of town. It was dangerous. When you laugh, you ought to come and find out. See where your faith is. Johannesburg, no, couldn't have. Yes, this is South Africa. Thousands and thousands. And I preach the whole message of God, the three angels' messages. Some people say, you know, you shouldn't preach that. You may offend somebody. I say it because I expect to offend the devil. And if you happen to get offended too, it's because you're on the side of the devil. Look at the people getting baptized here. This is down in, uh, this is El Salvador. Look at the crowd in El Salvador. Now those people are crazy for football. But the people who came out here to hear the word of God preach, they were the biggest crowd, bigger than their football crowds. People say, no, yes. Look at it. 
This is in the Solomon Islands. Here we are baptising in, in a crocodile infested river. The baptism went fast. <laughs> this, this, is, this is in Cuba. This is in Cuba where we were not allowed to advertise but the people went out and the people did the advertising. We had the largest baptism there in the history of Cuba. So, my friends, the preaching of Christ's gospel is powerfully effective when accompanied by the Holy Spirit. The problem is most of us don't have the Holy Spirit. Most of us are in a Laodicean condition and we're very comfortable, very easy, very lazy, very complacent and very selfish. Why do evangelism? Because it contains the solution to all the ills of humanity as we're told in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The gospel forgives sin. Let me say this before I run out of time. How wonderful it would be in America if Christians spent the same energy on evangelism that they do on politics. Yeah, they're really much into politics. But the, and the politics won't save anything, makes it worse. The gospel forgives sin. It breaks the controlling power of sin in the life. It heals the broken heart. It restores broken relationships it gives hope for the future it lifts up the cast down it brings justice and liberty it takes away pessimism and gives joy it overthrows racism it makes old people into new people and it gives them eternal life glory be to god in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen and amen. Hello, friend. I'm John Carter. Behind me is the great city of Manila, the capital of the Philippines. Did you know, this is quite amazing, there are more people living in this area than in New York City, and Christ died for these people. We came here, oh, a long time ago, back in 1984. What's that, 34, 35 years ago? And we came here with a team of young people and we came to the PICC. It is our intent to come here, hire the biggest hall that's available, the greatest outdoor stadium, whatever it takes. You've got more than 20 million souls out here. And I say it again, these are people for whom Christ died. I'm asking you to pray for the people of the Philippines. Please pray for the people here in Metro Manila. And please write to me, John Carter, Post Office Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. In Australia, write to me at Terrigal at the address that is now showing on the screen. We're back in Manila and we're back with a message from God. That message is, Christ died for you. And Christ is coming again soon. Please support us. Write to me today, Post Office Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California. 
and also write to me at Terrigal in Australia. Thank you for your support and God bless you. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358. Or in Australia, contact us at P.O. Box 861, Terrigal, New South Wales, 2260. This program is made possible through the generous support of viewers like you. We thank you for your continued support. May God richly bless you.